Welcome back to another update from this past weekend in sports. Uh, World Cup final and a lot of football to go over. The World Cup final, as far as I'm concerned, was the best soccer game of all time. I actually, I think I made it pretty apparent in the last episode that I really didn't want either of these teams to win because they're both such high favorites. Um, Argentina, I didn't really like the way that they played throughout the whole knockout stage. They just kind of seemed like they were super angry and super annoying, and especially their goalie. Uh, I'll get to that later, but he did some more annoying shit, so he's still very annoying. But France also, they just won it last year or last four years ago. So was not pulling for them either, but ended up being one of the more exciting sports events I've really ever seen. But it it did come on kind of late late in the match because the the beginning did not look great. First half, uh, Argentina scored in the 20, 23rd minute. Of course, it was a penalty, and I was starting to get really fed up with soccer because there there were three penalties taken of the six goals that happened in in open play. The first being the opening goal, and of course it was Messi, and uh, that was his fifth penalty attempt in this entire tournament. Uh, he, he ended up not winning the Golden Boot because Mbappe had a hat-trick in this game, but I believe he had six six goals in this whole tournament, four of them being on a penalty. That's pretty lame. Um, it's, I don't know. It seems like half the goals in soccer, certainly in this game, half the goals are scored on penalties, but... Either way, they got the first goal on in the 23rd minute on a penalty. Then in the 36th minute, Di Maria, who was really the only guy on Argentina that I like and that I was rooting for, he put one in to make it 2 nothing, and it really looked pretty pretty bleak. France was getting dominated in possession, did not look good at all. It looked like they were just by far the inferior team. Um, and then out of halftime, kind of more of the same. Argentina still looked way better until it got real late when it hit like the 75th minute i was basically like, okay this is over let's let's kind of just we can even turn this off and start focusing on football now but in the 80th minute of course it was a penalty but either way that's kind of the spark that the french needed because um because that seemed to really kick things into gear in the 80th minute mbappe got his first goal uh it was a penalty and then in the 81st literally one minute later he volleyed a ball on one touch beautiful beautiful goal it could have been saved good thing the argentina keeper really sucks in in open play because it slid right under his left hand seemed like it could have been saved he he kind of guessed the wrong direction and then tried to over tried to recorrect and dive left but he was too late it was a great shot from mbappe don't get me wrong but um seemed like it could have been saved if he had if he had not anticipated and tried to guess the right way either way it was then two to two uh, just like that, which was super electric. Um, even though two of the, pe- I mean, each team had their, had a penalty uh, in in regular time. So, and then extra time was just more electricity. In the 108th minute, second half of extra time, Argentina puts another goal in. Of course, it's messy. It was a mad scramble. Uh, Court or not Courtois? Hugo Lloris made a made a pretty good save. I mean, it was kind of just blasted right into his face, but. A great save, nonetheless. The Argentina player just tried to rip it in the net, and it happened to catch Lloris right in the mouth, um, and no defender came to clear to clear the ball. And Messi was right there waiting for it, put it in the back of the net. The French player was defending on the goal line, but for some reason he was standing all the way in the back of the net, so his clear did not work. The ball had already passed the line before it got to his foot. I understand that momentum was taking him into the net, but if you're 
plan is to stand on the goal line and try and clear the line, then maybe stand on the line and understand that your momentum is going to carry you a little further. But didn't work out. Messi scores the goal. It really seems at this point like it's completely over because in extra time again, whatever momentum Argentina had lost, they got right back in extra time. That that break was huge for them. And that goal, the, the whole crowd was Argentinian pretty much, and it really looked bleak from there until another bullshit penalty. Uh, an Argentinian player, sorry, a, a French player tried to shoot a ball or play into the box, and it happened to hit some Argentinian dude in the elbow, and that's a penalty, even though there was going to be no goal from that play subsequently. But um, whatever, that's the sport of soccer. So I wasn't mad about it. I, I kind of wanted to see pens at this point anyway, since I didn't really care about the match. I just wanted to kind of extend it as long as it could go. And Mbappe buried it again, completing the hat trick. Completing the hat trick. He had all three goals for his team. Obviously, two were on pens that were earned by other players, but whatever. And it was a three-three to game, three-three game. I I think my prediction was four to three, and I was f- fully joking. I haven't seen this many goals scored in a soccer game probably ever. I'm trying to think about the rest of the World Cup. I don't know if there were any three-three ties or or six-plus goals in the game. Um, so after that goal in the 118th minute, the penalty, a couple substitutions were made. Well, I actually can't forget, um, the goalie that I hate so much for Argentina made a save in the 123rd minute. That was, I have to give him credit. One of the, one of the better saves I saw in the whole tournament and he saved the world cup for Argentina and Messi. Um, it was a one-on-one big, tall dude for France had a, had a volley shot absolutely laced it but um Emilio Martinez kicked his left leg out and made a beautiful save with his with his leg to save the game and then shortly after it went to pens shortly after it went to penalties Mbappe stepped up first uh he buried his Messi made made the goalie made Lloris a little look a little silly Lloris kind of looked a little silly during this whole shootout he let all four goals in um never came particularly close to saving any so Mbappe scores Messi scores and then Kingsley Coleman steps up, um, puts on the left side of the net, but it's saved by Martinez. As, as, as much shit as I give the guy, he has come through in, in all the penalty kicks that Argentina has played so far. So, And it really is a shitty thing, but uh, Coleman and the, the next guy who missed for France, Chouameni. Uh, that's that's my best uh Aurelian Chumeni, my best attempt at that. They got some some racist hate and like death threats on on the internet, which you just hate to see. It's like what what do you want? Like, he's just guessing and trying to kick a soccer ball into the net, and he got saved. So like, why are you gonna why are you gonna threaten this man with his life? Either way, Argentina converted all four. There's um, Gonzalo Montiel finished off the fourth one to. Sent Argentina into Argentina into the celebration, and that was the World Cup final. Um, trying to think. Oh yeah, the, the goalie really just—it's impossible to like him. I feel if you're not Argentinian to just look at that guy and and pretend that he like, just think that he's cool. He he got the Golden Glove award somehow. He all tournament, all knockout stage especially, they were just talking about how he literally made no saves. It's like teams had two shots on net and two goals. It was only when penalty kicks came around that he was even so somewhat relevant. But I guess that's if you're just a winning goalkeeper on the winning team that wins, you get the the golden glove. Not totally sure. But he he did like the twenty two jump street baton penis and he put his golden glove award, gestured it onto his crotch like it was his penis. Um 
kind of hilarious, but also kind of like, dude, what, why, what, what are you doing? Um, yeah, not too humble at all. Argentina like kind of trashed the the French team and their celebrations in the locker room, like moment of silence for Mbappe, um, in a in a little bit of a I don't know spiteful way. So, still not happy. Argentina won. I did happen to put money on them, so I was uh, I was okay with with the result, but really did not want them to win. So that is the. World Cup final. Maybe I'll do something on like Wednesday because there's not going to be any sports on Tuesday. I'll I'll recap the whole tournament and talk about some good moments from from the World Cup. But in the meantime, I will jump into football from this past week, which there's there was a ton to go over. I'm not going to go over every single game because there's some that are completely irrelevant. But I will talk about uh, just some of the crazier moments, some of the bigger moments. Starting with Saturday, I, I had given the previews. I think I believe I picked the Vikings minus four, and it almost hit in the most ridiculous fashion. The, uh, it was thirty-three to zero at one point. Colts looked like the Vikings were really going to get exposed for the frauds that they that they might be, but they ripped off thirty-six consecutive points and won the game thirty-nine to thirty-six. So Matt Ryan is now on the losing end of two of the most famous comebacks in NFL history. This one being the actual biggest comeback in NFL history, 33 points. No, no team has ever done that before. The Vikings did it. Matt Ryan is has the least closing ability I have ever seen. Then we had Browns Ravens. Not too much to write home back here. Not too much. Not too much to discuss here. Uh, Lamar Jackson is being sorely missed by the Ravens. Deshaun Watson is still not good, but they put up 13 points and were able to win 13 to three. And then finally, Dolphins Bills at night. Um, this was a really, really fun game to watch. Pretty close the whole way. I was rooting for the Dolphins. Um, I picked the Bills, though, to win by seven. That did not happen. They won on a last-minute field goal in the snow by Tyler Bass to win 32-29. to Bills look strong for potentially the number one seed, but um, the Chiefs are still up there as well. I'll go through the, the playoff scenario after I cover some of these games. Saints-Falcons. Saints won. Neither of the teams going to make the playoffs. It's still probably going to be the Bucks, so not much needed to talk about there. Eagles Bears. Um, I I had a feeling this was going to be a closer game than it was, and I was it, it was twenty five to twenty. Eagles won. They hang on to their thirteen and one record, and pretty much at this point look like they're a lock for the number one seed since the Cowboys lost uh, this week, and that is another another crazy game. They were up twenty one to seven at half. Um, Jaguars made a great second half comeback, forced overtime, and picked off Dak Prescott, Prescott for a pick six to win the game, forty to thirty-four. Jags have—I mean, they're—they control their own destiny pretty much to make the playoffs. They just need one one loss out of the. Actually, they, I'll cover that when we get to the playoff scenarios. Um, Lions Jets. This game was huge for the Lions, seven and seven now. One game, half a game out of the playoffs. Jets seven to seven. One game, one full game out of the playoffs. Um, Jets just don't look great. Lions really look great. Chiefs Texans Chiefs. Um, I mean the the Texans forced overtime. It seems like the Texans are maybe they're trying to lose these games because they just had another heartbreaker this week and they had another one last week against the the Cowboys. Um, but at this point. Why? Why would you try and win a game when you can get the first overall pick? So they fall to one twelve and one. Chiefs are eleven and three. Same with the Bills, but the Bills have the tiebreaker. So um, that's going to be something to watch down the stretch. And then the probably the best moment I've seen so far this NFL season. Um, 
I I think it's pretty clear I'm not a Patriots fan. Uh, I know a lot of a lot of people are around me, but it's just after seeing them win for so many so many years, it's uh, it was great to see what happened at the end of the Raiders game. If you didn't see it, you really should Google it. But I'll try and do my best to to talk about it right now. Tie game, 24-24 in the fourth quarter with no time on the clock. The Patriots run like a little crossing route. Or, yeah, they just, they, Ramondre, 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 Ramondre Stevenson gets the ball. He's just running up the sideline, decides to pitch it back. They're, remember, the game is tied here. They don't need to do some kind of pitch play to, to try and desperately score. But he pitches it back to Jacoby Myers just a couple of a couple yards backwards, pretty innocent. And I think that activated something in Jacoby Myers' mind where he said, okay, we're doing this. We're, we're making this a pitch play. We're getting the end zone here. And as soon as he's about to get tackled, he turns around and launches the ball like 30 yards backwards to um, a lone Mac Jones who's standing like 15 yards back. I don't know what the the end result was supposed to be of, of that lateral, but he does it anyway. Lollipop pass, intercepted by Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones just puts emasculates Mac Jones, puts him right, puts him right in the ground, puts him in the earth. Mac Jones makes some kind of hilarious, desperate chipping, tripping slash reach out attempts to tackle him. Um, it was unsuccessful, and Chandler Jones took it to the end zone to win with zeros on the clock, thirty to twenty four Raiders, and not effectively end the Patriots season, but if the Patriots had won that game, they stay in a playoff spot. Now they lose in a game that they certainly should have at least had the chance to win. And now it's, it's looking bleak for them. So that, um, that is classic. And all I keep hearing is like, Oh, like I keep, well, in this instance, I've heard a, a lot of the most unpatriots play of all time. I think the Patriots are just a bad team. Now I, I when they had Tom Brady, it was unpatriots like, because Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, they didn't make those mistakes. And with Mac Jones at quarterback, and it just seems like a more undisciplined team, and they've been making a bunch of these mistakes. So it is kind of a Patriots-esque mistake at this point. Um, yeah, that's hilarious. And for the next game, we got Bengals-Bucks. Bengals, uh, the Bucks went up 17 to nothing in this game. Bengals stormed back and showed that the Bucks are indeed still really bad. And they won 34-23. Bucks, though, still in very much in control in the NFC South. They, if they win out, they're in. Even if they go two and one, as long as they don't lose to the Panthers, they will still be in. So Bucks in control. Bengals, though, in my opinion, this will be my hot take probably of the podcast, that they're the best team in the AFC. Um, just when I watch the Bills, Chiefs, and Bengals, I, I feel like the I have the most confident in the Bengals. They seem like they're the most consistent after going after starting the season one and two or whatever it was. They've really ripped off a, a, just a, a ton of convincing games. They look really good. So uh, once we go to the playoff picture, I'll talk about the Bengals. But the final game that I actually, well, I'll, I'll just touch on Titans Chargers. Pretty boring game. Chargers win 17-14. They're very much alive in the wild card at 8-6. and six, And the Titans kind of could not really afford to let that one slip away. They're 7-7 seven and seven and only one game up on the Jags now. And they play in the last week of the regular season. So like I said, when we look ahead to the um standings i will talk a little bit more about that and then finally last night's game giants commanders huge huge game it it looked kind of throughout the first half at well it, the giants offense just looked inept really all night but um a huge strip sack fumble recovery touchdown by Kayvon thibodeau uh sparked just was really all the giants needed all night that that gave them a seven to three lead 
Um, then the Giants scored another touchdown with Saquon and really never looked back. It was 20 to 12 defensive battle, close game, really fun game. The commanders had a chance to to tie it at the end of the game on the five yard line. Well, actually oh, there, there was some bullshit actually at the end of this game. There was a play that the Redskins, sorry, the commanders scored on from the one yard line, but they were called for a legal formation because the, with a wide receiver on the far side, did not um, line up on the line of scrimmage to cover up the tackle. But you see clearly in the replay that he checks to the ref. He looks at him. He says, am I good? And like that, that's kind of horseshit because how is he going to get called on a penalty if he asks for confirmation from the referee? So that's pretty dumb, maybe kind of rigged. And then, uh, so they get pushed back five yards, then it's fourth and five. And the last play of the game, Heineke throws it to a receiver and there's some pretty bad pass interference there, but it's uncalled. So uh, commanders kind of got screwed. But they're still in a playoff position as of right now. Giants look really good at 8-5-1. and one. Pretty much one more win for the Giants, and it looks like they're in. Commanders probably need to go 2-1 and one for the rest of the way. But speaking of that, let's check on the playoff standings as they are currently. All right, start with the AFC first here. We have um, at top right now the Bills at 11 and 3 the chiefs also 11 and 3 but the bills hold the tiebreaker over the chiefs and then we have the Bengals at 10 and 4 those are going to be the top three seeds almost well probably the ravens might have something to say about that but as they're as since they're playing right now it looks like the Bengals are probably going to hold on to that however i think there might be a shakeup up here i think the bills might end up with the third seed because here's what i'm thinking i think the chiefs win out their schedule is pretty easy going forward i think they go to 14 and 3 and they win the division or win the conference However, the Bills play the Bengals um, in two weeks. And I think what happens there is the Bengals win that game. So the Bills and the Bengals might finish with the same record. But since the Bengals will have beaten the Bills, they'll win the tiebreaker and take the two seed. So I think it'll be Chiefs, uh, Bengals, and then Bills at the three. Tennessee, you know. So like I said, Tennessee um, and Jacksonville are, are now fighting for the AFC South. Uh, the the Titans play the Texans, the Chiefs. Sorry. Titans play the Texans, Cowboys, and Jags. If they beat the Texans and lose to the Cowboys, then they'll have a showdown with the Jaguars the last game of the season to see who will win the division. If the and the Jag all the Jags have to do is um they have the Jets and Texans. So if they beat the Jets and the Texans, then it's going to all come down to that last final game against the Titans to, to end the season, which would be pretty electric. I would love to see the Jags sneak in. The Titans really are not a good football team. And I mean, the Jags aren't fantastic either, but they're getting hot at the, at a better time. So I'm just going to go bold and say the Jags sneak in there. I, I know I keep doing these updated rankings. Um, but yeah, would love to see the Jags sneak in. And then the wild cards look pretty, pretty set. Um, Ravens, Chargers, Dolphins. I guess the Pats and Jets could have something to say about that. But um, yeah, that's that's how it's shaping up in the AFC right now. To slide over to the NFC, Eagles, like I said before, looks like they pretty much locked up the one seed. Vikings, after that crazy comeback winner, 11-3, and three, they could lose the two seed to the Niners. Um, we'll see how those teams two teams finish on the stretch bucks in the four spot as i said they control the nfc south if they they just pretty much win two out of their last three and they're they're going to be the champions of the nfc south so top four are probably set well the top four are are 
the top three are set, just the rankings of them. Uh, Eagles are probably going to be one, and then Vikings and Niners are both battling for the two spot. The other one will get the three, and then the fourth seed will be whatever piece of shit comes out of the NFC South. Cowboys are locked for the playoffs. They're probably going to be the five seed. And then, as I said, Giants look pretty good. One more win, and they're pretty much in. And then the Commanders are now getting chased by these Seahawks and Lions right behind them. So we'll see how it plays out. Um, Tomorrow I will cover the Monday night football game that is tonight. We got Packers and Rams. Rams are just about finished for the season, but if the Packers do win, they go to six and eight and they're kind of back in the mix. If the Packers can run the table, go nine and eight there, they do have a shot to make the playoffs, which would be kind of annoying after how shitty they've been all year. They'll probably make the playoffs and go on some magical run. Um, But that is yet to be seen. So yeah, I'll cover that tomorrow. And like I said, I might do a, a, a bigger World Cup breakdown, some of the best moments, some of the, the best things, and maybe maybe some way too early 2026 predictions. Um, and as I said, now that now that World Cup is over and NFL is becoming a little slower as we head toward playoff time, I'll start to dive into some other sports like college basketball and maybe some NHL uh, and then baseball when it comes around. So thanks for listening. It was a bit of a longer episode today. Sorry, I had a lot to cover, like that epic World Cup game and, and the crazy NFL games this weekend. But thanks for tuning in, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.